The Bound Series, Volume 1, Number 3, Title, Alone No More, Chapter 8, Promises of Tomorrow. Donnie sat up a little straighter as a light flickered on one of the screens. Leo, an internal alarm has been tripped. You need to get out of there, now. Beside him, Sarah froze for an instant as gunfire could be heard through the headsets. Donnie threw his down. Mikey, we're up. I'll keep recording. She shot her spouse a look before he left. Be careful. He nodded, and the two turtles disappeared into the building. Sarah ran her hands across the control board, making certain that no external alarms had also been tripped. Knowing everything the developer had just said, she seriously doubted he wanted the police involved, but she had to be sure. She let out a relieved breath when she discovered it was still silent. And then she gasped as she heard more gunfire through her headset. Donnie and Mikey made it to the 30th floor, just as Lucas's reinforcements did. Catching them off guard, the two turtles easily disarmed the four men and left their unconscious bodies in their wake. Inside Lucas's office, Raph had thrown Cat to the floor as soon as he'd seen the flash of silver. Now he lifted one of the two chairs in front of him and tossed it at Tucker, who fired off another round or two at it, but was hit, nonetheless, with the piece of furniture. Leo was already moving as fast as lightning as he descended upon Lucas. Apparently, the mid-aged man had some skill with the pistol, as a bullet grazed Leo's left shoulder. The leader didn't even acknowledge the wound as he disarmed the man. Everything had happened so quickly that when Donnie and Mikey arrived in the doorway, it was all over. The brothers helped Leo tie up the two men, while Raph offered his hand to Cat. She took it with a wistful smile. He pulled her up, giving her body a quick check for injuries. Sorry about that. You good? She nodded. You? Fine. Raph looked over at Leo. How's the shoulder? At first his brother looked at him blankly, and then he touched a hand to his shoulder. His fingers came back barely damp. Just a scratch. It's already stopped bleeding. Sarah's voice suddenly came over Leo's headset. What was that about bleeding? It's just a scratch, Leo assured her. Donnie looked at him, and his face contorted slightly. The look had become a familiar one over the past two years. It meant Sarah didn't believe Leo. And so when Donnie approached him and took a look at the minor wound, his brother didn't resist. After a moment, Donnie nodded and moved away. All right, guys, you better get out of there in case someone reported the gunshots, Sarah said through the headset. The boys at Cat headed for the elevator past the still unconscious crew. Leo suggested they should tie them up as well before they left. So after leaving the men in a tidy package, the five headed down the elevator. Sarah stood from the console and embraced her spouse as they entered the van. I'm glad you're safe, she murmured softly. Donnie returned the gentle embrace. Hey, what about the rest of us? Mikey teased. Sarah hugged him with a laugh. I'm glad you're all safe, Mikey. Then she picked up the first aid kit. Let me take a look, Leo. The turtle didn't bother to protest. He'd learned long ago it was better to just let Sarah bandage him up than to fight her. As he sat in a chair, he looked at the newest member of their team. You did really great, Cat. Yeah, definitely Emmy material, Dudette, Mikey said with a grin. I'd give you a Tony, Donnie said as he sat down at the board. Ref put his hands on Cat's shoulders from behind. Let's just hope it'll be enough to lock that guy up for a long time. She smiled over her shoulder at him, then turned her gaze to the others. So, you got it, right? 
everything we need? Sarah raised an eyebrow. Definitely. I've already made three copies. Three? Cat asked. One for April, one for the police, and one for us. Just in case we need more copies, which I doubt we will. No matter what, he'll have to face the consequences now. Sarah reassured her. And no one will know we were here? Cat asked. I saw a lot of video cameras in there. I disabled their feed as soon as we got here, Donnie explained. No evidence, that's our rule. Cat finally relaxed into Raph as his arms came around her. The hard part was over. Now came the waiting. April was more than glad to break the news of the corrupt developer, and even received a raise due to it, of which she shared with her friends. She brought pizza and ice cream to celebrate the next day. Mr. Thompson was so happy I thought he might have a stroke. April grinned as she pulled out another slice of pizza. Burn is getting pretty old, isn't he? Leo asked. April laughed. Yeah, he keeps threatening to retire, but there's no sign of that ever happening. So, Cat, did you decide if you want to rebuild or if you want to locate a new place? Mikey asked around a mouthful. Cat smiled. I think I'd like to rebuild. Now that Lucas is out of the way and the purple dragons won't be bothering me anymore, all my customers should return. Heck, I even used to have some purple dragons bringing their bikes from time to time. Raph didn't much like the sound of that. Really? Cat rolled her eyes. They're just people, Raph. A lot of them are just a bit misguided is all. Raph narrowed his eyes. They didn't bother you when they were there, did they? Cat frowned a bit. No, but then again, that was when Danny was around. She smiled again. Now I have you, tough guy, so no worries. Raph blushed, but smiled nonetheless. Yeah, you do. I know a guy in construction. I did a story on him a while back. I could probably get him to help you rebuild pretty cheap, April suggested. It'd have to be really cheap, seeing as my budget is only about five grand. Cat pointed out with a frown. And I probably won't be getting that for at least a few weeks. April nodded. Well, that'll give me time to get a hold of him and give him your number. All we would need is for him to rebuild the exterior. We can handle the internal stuff like wiring, plumbing, and insulation, Donnie explained. Sarah was seated in his lap, an arm draped lovingly around his neck. She nodded her agreement. That should significantly reduce the budget he'll need. They continued to discuss the new garage and improvements they could make. Donnie asked Cat for a list of equipment she would need to run the place so he could start building it. Raph said he'd check the junkyard for useful parts and tools, while Leo and Mikey agreed to do the heavy lifting. After a while, April decided she'd better head home. While Donnie and Sarah cleaned the kitchen, Raph took Cat by the hand and slipped out past Leo and Mikey, who were arguing over the TV. Cat silently followed him down the tunnel. She watched with curiosity as he paused to place a rag on a pipe. Then he led her through a narrow passageway into a small chamber. What's this place? Dottie showed it to me a few days ago. He and Sarah come here when they need to be alone. He looked down at her. I just thought we could use some alone time. Definitely. She smiled as she wrapped her arms around his neck. Your family is great and all, but... Raph grinned as he sat on the couch and drew her down next to him. But they can be a bit overwhelming after a while. Cat cuddled into his side. Yep. 
They sat for a while, relaxing in the peaceful silence. Finally, Raph spoke. Cat, I've been wondering, what will you do once you've built the new place? What do you mean? I mean, will you want to live there like you did at the old place? Raph felt an ache inside him at the thought that she would leave him to live on the surface again. Cat sat up and frowned. I don't know. Do you want me to? Raph stroked her cheek with his thumb as he looked into the depths of her emerald eyes. I would rather you stay here with me. Then I'll stay. She rose up and kissed him. Raph drew her closer as he deepened the kiss. Cat wrapped her arms around his neck again. She shifted to straddle his lap, which was a new and tantalizing position for the turtle. His body shuddered as her hands roamed over his shoulders and shell. His own hands began a slow descent down her body. Her muscles were hard and taut beneath the thin shirt. When she left his lips to pursue his throat, his body began to throb. His breath caught in his throat, and his heart was pounding so loud that he thought it might burst. He pressed her shoulders with shaking hands. Cat, wait. She leaned back to look at him. He blushed slightly. I don't want to dishonor you. I want this. Boy, do I want this. But... She gave him a crooked smile and cupped his face in her hands. I love you, Raph, and nothing you could ever do would dishonor me or disappoint me. I want to be yours, completely and utterly yours. They kissed again, and he shifted them so that Cat lay beneath him on the sofa. Raph looked down at her, running his fingers through her short hair. I love you too, and that's why I want to wait, just until I talk to Splinter. She smiled and drew his head down to rest upon her breast. I can wait. I'm not going anywhere. He took a deep breath as his arms wrapped tightly around her waist. Promise? promise, she said softly as she pressed a kiss to the top of his head, her own arms tightening around him. Over the next few weeks, Kat became more acquainted with her new family. She spent time with Sarah watching movies and talking while the guys were training or on patrol. Kat was surprised how much she enjoyed the other girls' presence. She'd never really spent a lot of time with girls, even back in school, most of her friends had been guys. She also spent time with her and Donnie building out lifts and different equipment for the garage. Raph would often join them, but usually by the end, he was dragging her off to a little corner for a moment of passionate kisses. Mikey had decided it was his mission to keep her spirits up while waiting on the insurance money to come in. So, in true Mikey style, he made her laugh at every opportunity, and much of it was at Raph's expense. Cat would grin when Raph had enough of his brother's antics and would take off after him. She could tell he didn't really mind as much as he appeared to. He'd shoot her a smirk once he got Mikey pinned down and began torturing him with noogies. Cat would even pretend to scold Raph and rescue his brother from more torture. Leo, for the most part, didn't try to interact with Cat directly outside of the presence of his brothers. In some strange way, Cat thought he was trying to show Raphael respect. Only once did he stop her and speak with her at length. He wanted to be certain she understood how important it was to keep their family secret and how much danger they would all be in if anyone ever knew where their home was. Cat had nodded and told him how grateful she was that they had accepted her so completely. 
He had smiled at that and given her shoulder a little squeeze before leaving. Sarah had explained later that Leo was trying to be affectionate without being overly familiar with her. If he showed Kat too much attention, it would only serve to become another quarrel between him and Raph. Splinter had slowly grown on Kat. Although he was firm with his sons during training, she could see his tenderness outside of the dojo. She found herself wrapped in conversation with him more than once. He seemed genuinely pleased that she was there. It was he that she was now thinking about as she had seen Raph slip into his father's room several minutes earlier. She wondered for the hundredth time what exactly was being said inside there. Inside the small room, Raph rubbed his sweaty palms against his thighs. She wants to stay here, Sensei. She wants to stay with me. Splinter's lips quirked ever so slightly, and she understands the sacrifices she must make in order to do so? Yes, Master, she knows. We've talked about everything I can think of. I know it's kind of sudden, but I... we... Raph rubbed the back of his head. He never was good with words. He was a turtle of action. Splinter did not need a further explanation. I have a simple question, my son, and I ask that you answer it as honestly as possible. Do you love her? Raph sat up a little straighter. His pulse raced and his mouth felt dry. But when he spoke, his words held conviction. More than my own life. Splinter has suspected as much. He had seen the change in his son over the past two months. He was calmer, more focused, and dare he say, more cheerful? He placed a hand on his son's shoulder. Then it is as you wish. Raph let out a breath he hadn't realized he'd been holding. Thank you, father. Splinter drew his son into a hug. I am proud of you, my son. Raph closed his eyes as he returned the embrace. As Splinter released him and gave him leave to go, Raph couldn't shake the feeling that something new was beginning. As he stepped out of the room and his eyes landed on Cat, who was sitting in the living room with the rest of his family, he knew it had. He beckoned her to him with a wave of his hand. She slowly stood and followed him. The dojo was quiet and secluded, a good place for a moment alone. Cat watched him for a moment as he slowly drew her to him. His eyes were filled with love, but with a slight tinge of uncertainty. She wanted so much to relieve it. It made her heart ache. What's wrong? Nothing. Master Splinter gave us his blessing. Though the news was good, Cat wasn't entirely convinced. But... He tenderly brushed a stray lock of gold from her face. I just want to... You sure you want this? You want me? The sudden impact of Cat tackling him caught Raph completely by surprise. In a flash, she had him pinned down on the mats, straddling him. Her small hands pressed down his large ones. He looked up into angry green eyes. How could you ask me that? After everything we've been through, you big dope. Raph blinked up at her, his throat tightening. For some reason, he couldn't find his voice. Her voice lowered a bit. Now you listen to me, tough guy. I told you I wasn't going anywhere, and I meant it. I love you. You got that? It was more than he could bear. He flipped them in one swift and fluid movement, crushing her lips and her body with his own. If it hadn't been for the barrier of Cat's leather pants, he might have taken her right then and there on the dojo floor. His body was on fire and his mind blazed with passion. 
Cat moaned and shivered beneath him, sending rivets of pleasure through his body. She pulled at his shoulders, wanting, needing to be closer. His hand found a supple breast and gave it a soft but firm squeeze. Cat gasped, and she arched into his touch. The sound of laughter from the living room made Raph's hands pause in their pursuit of flesh. The sound reminded him of how near the others were. He released her lips and waited for a moment as the haze that filled both their eyes slowly slipped away. Got it, he said breathlessly. Cat smiled, her lips puffy from their attack. Good, don't make me teach you that lesson again. He grinned. You can teach me that lesson as often as you want.